We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. All right, here we go. It's Thursday. Getting there to the weekend. Yeah. Not too far away. You guys got any big plans going on for the weekend? Yeah, I think I do have a couple fun things. Uh, my neighbor is having a birthday, so I think we're going to do that. Okay. I'm going to have I have an event on Saturday down at the Schoolhouse Museum in Boynton. All a little right. family fun event. I'm going to bring Rocco, too. Oh, that's good stuff. Going okay. to the Maltz Theater at some point. Okay. And then I'm doing brunch at the Breakers on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Who are you doing that with? My girlfriend that works there and oh. gets discounts. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So Very instead ag- of $185, would be $145? <laughs> I don't know how big the discount is, but uh, I'm all about a discount. Yeah, no doubt. Got to be. Well, especially when you go to the Breakers, got to be about a discount. Yeah, it's a little pricey. It's the best buffet ever. Uh-huh. But it's a lot of money. Okay. What about you? What do you got going on this weekend, Bird? Uh, I'm finishing up uh, the Snack Pack's first release of our new album. Oh, uh, it's okay. called Food Fight, and it's about yeah. to be done. And we're looking, if anyone can help us out, we're trying to film a video in a cafeteria. And I know schools are kind of tough to work with sometimes because you're like, what are you doing? You're filming, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and there's hours. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's got an in on a cafeteria, please let me know. Uh, we got a fun little project I think that, that's going to be fun. And I, I'm going to need some KVJ Nationers who have kids that want to be in it. Okay. Actors, fun. kids that want to What about age group It would be for? from age, I would say age 8 to 8 to 12. 8 to 12. Yep. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. Some fun stuff. Yeah, this uh, week I'm trying to decide uh, Zach Brown Band, one of my favorite uh, artists. They're primarily country, but they're going to be playing the Broward Center. Kind of slid by my radar. And tickets aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. Look like a decent seat you could get for about 120, which I really like them. I love the Broward Center. Yeah, it'd be an interesting venue. I've seen them at the Amphitheater in West Palm Beach, so I'm thinking about maybe doing that. Because uh, we might be down Fort Lauderdale anyway. That bright line brings you right there, too. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. it's so convenient. Yeah, and then, you know, my, my daughter, I'm not sure. Uh, I, th- I think she'll be, but she's got the apartment there, so we might stay uh, at her place. That's kind of the handy little thing about her living in Lauderdale. Yeah. Is that uh, maybe we'll do that. So, yeah, we're going to be down that way anyway. So we might go to a seven on seven football tournament. That's in fun. Lauderdale on Saturday. Yeah, a team called South Florida Express are playing in that. They're maybe the nation's best seven-on-seven team. And uh, they've got all these kids that are future NFL stars on there, Virginia. Mm. Yeah, so they're very, very good. In fact, the number one player in high school played on them last year. So, oh, wow. Good yeah. for him. We all live very different lives. We do. <laughs> yeah, just got a little snapshot.
into uh, what's going on for the weekend. Uh, no, a lot of people love the weekends. I typically, if I got any free time, we're not running around. Then I will love to have a show that I can binge watch something that's good. So I got a couple things I'm kind of working through right now. Now that uh, football started to taper off, uh, of course you got games on Sunday. I'll be doing that NFL playoff games. I might try that American Nightmare you suggested. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, uh, my daughter loved it. My wife did not. Thought that it was a little unbelievable. But you know, some people are saying I don't understand why your wife thinks it's unbelievable. They, the guy literally pled guilty. And it did the queen not watch to the end? Uh, I guess I don't, I don't understand those. I didn't even watch it. And I still don't understand what she means by that. Not I don't be, either. Not believable, as in the production of it or the storyline. Yeah, I guess she didn't believe that what happened was legitimate. Now Brian said, "I watched the show and it was good. It is very true, and it's all about complete incompetence on the police. All the facts were there, and they just refused to look at them and decided that she was guilty until it was proven otherwise." Man, they're so. So many cases like that where it you look back and these are cold cases I'm talking about. Scary. And they 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 go and look back and go, who was doing the police work on this shit? No one followed up on this tip or this tip. And yeah. it's it's some yeah. basic shit going, Oh, I saw a guy with a bloody axe walk by my and no one ever followed up on that that tip. And they, they bring in new people with new sets of eyes. Yeah. That really know what the fuck they're doing, and that's how some of these son of a bitches are going down. That's what happened on the murder of my hometown. With the two teenagers that were murdered and dismembered and buried in pentagrams. And it was just two guys that were high or whatever. They're on drugs and were drinking. And there was a note that came from somebody that saw two guys covered in blood walking down the street. And somebody put on a post-it note. And with a shift change, it got buried in papers. And no one ever followed up. They did a whole big trial. And they thought that it was the stepdad who was a butcher that he butchered them up because of the way they were cut up. Good lord. That was a huge story in my hometown, of course. The other one that was a huge story here and nationally, if you look back, the police fumble fucked it up pretty damn good was the Adam Walsh case. Mm. They, it, Dismemberment you, on that one, too, right? It was. Uh, they never yeah. found his body, but they, they found his you know his head in Vero Beach. I believe it was Vero. But they, they look back on that and the, the, the some real fucked up police work, just not good police work. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't do it right. Right. Exactly. No, there's there's a lot of stuff out there like that. People were talking about the uh, podcast that was mentioned in the regular show. Listening to that before watching the American Nightmare, it seemed like they enjoyed it better. Oh, listen to the podcast, then watch the Netflix. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe a uh, quick suggestion there. Yeah, and somebody's like, ah, oh, you spoiled it. But yeah, Metal Beard Dan is like, can you really spoil a documentary? Yeah, some of these, I don't get as protective <laughs> about spoiling documentaries because you're right, it's out there. Uh, Mariana said, have you checked out the story of Natalia Barnett on HBO? The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. OMG, what the hell? I finished watching it last night, and I still have so many questions and theories. Crazy. I don't don't know that one. I don't know that one either. HBO, though, it's hard for them to miss. Even if it's a topic I'm not into, if I if I just if it's on in the background and I I watch watching they do well, they do really good. Yeah, they do. HBO does have really. They've always had very quality programming. They've never really sucked, man. They've got they've got way more uh, hits than misses. Yeah, it's rare that HBO messes up a production. Only thing I don't like is when they run the same 11 fucking movies but that's what that's everyone complains about that with every four yeah. like that or when they ruin the sex in the city reboot 
I <laughs> loved the first season of the Sex and the City reboot just like that because it was so fucking terrible. It was amazingly bad. It's the stuff I correct. I'm like, they're writing this for me. This is amazing. And then they got so much shit from that first season. They they redid it in their, their second season. I, I didn't even finish it because they were trying to make it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, a couple other things that are coming up. Tell me, uh, buy or sell? How's this uh, working for you? BT Plus is going to be doing a series based on the life of rapper Ludacris. Okay, I like Ludacris. Ooh, yeah, that'd be I fascinating. Well, I think he started a radio station in Atlanta. He did. And then worked his way up. That would be kind of a fascinating hustle story. How about a four-part docuseries on Bon Jovi coming to Hulu on April 26th? Only if... It's going to get into the nitty-gritty about the shit that really goes on in a band. And Mm -hmm. really, if guys didn't like each other, I want to hear about it. I want it to be a true documentary. Because the one the Eagles did was fucking amazing. I couldn't couldn't stop watching it, Mm -hmm. whether you're an Eagles fan or not. They gave the drama. You're like, holy shit, these guys... Did not like each other a lot of times. They fought with each other, pouring beer on each other's heads. <laughs> fight, there's audio of them fighting on stage. Dang. I mean, it is good. I, drugs, hookers, all of it. And then peaceful, easy feeling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they needed to balance the hookers and drugs with something peaceful. If it's like that, I'm all into it. I think if you tell the story honestly, it's going to be great. Uh, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora, what happened to them? Because they apparently were so tight back in the day, and I, I didn't realize there was one song they had. One of they had nicknames for each other, and I think it was nicknames they used when they were just getting puss. Yeah, Captain Kid and something else. I mean, because I, I, it was always a mystery to me. And I worked a show with uh, Bon Jovi one time. It was my job to hold the light while they walked up and down the stage. I had all the You were the gigs. stair light guy. <laughs> I, got, I got all the really big gigs. <laughs> okay, you all, everybody sees that guy, though. He's always in music videos. <laughs> yeah. The guy holding the flashlight on the stairs so the artist doesn't trip. Look, you're yeah. a jock of all trades. Whatever the shittiest job was at every radio station I got. <laughs> And so yeah, I was I was the uh, the light guy, and so Bon Jovi was coming off the uh, stage at Madison Square Garden, and John Bon Jovi handed me because it was a Christmas show, and he handed me uh, a hat. It said Captain Kid on it. And I, I I would always wear that for probably about ten to fifteen years afterwards. Every Christmas I would wear that, and that was just kind of my thing. And I remember we talked to him one time. And I was like, what the hell's Captain Kid?" And he's like, oh, where'd you get that from? I'm like, you handed me a damn hat one time and it had it on there. He's like, oh, that was – and I did kind of a deeper dive. And they even would sing about it in some of their songs. They – like, oh, Captain Kid's on the something, da-da-da. Yeah, there was a that's song. That's hat. Yeah, it was. And that's <laughs> what it was. It was like they're I, – I guess they had almost – you know how sometimes people do alter egos? Yeah. I guess when they were puss-hounding it, they would call each other – Hey, Captain Kid, what's up? And that was kind of their little thing. But that's how tight they were. So if they go into those kind of details about hunting puss together, and then all of a sudden, as they get older, they hate each other and can't even be in a band together. Something happened. Oh, of course something happened. Where they talk about it in the documentary. If they go to that level, it's going to be great. Yep. I guess we'll have to see. Don't give well, us some. Hulu, but Hulu didn't they do? Didn't they do one other documentary? I think it was the Pam and Tommy, right? And it was kind of 
eh. It eh. missed the mark. It's kind of like, mm, give the, us the details, The fact please. that it's Hulu, I kind of have a little bit more. Because you talk about how good HBO is. Yes. I Right now, I don't hold Hulu to a high standard. I don't think of them highly when it comes to their documentaries now after the Pam and Tommy story. To me, I mean, I don't even really like Kiss's music at all. I maybe like one or right. two. But the drama behind Kiss and it's how comical. they fucking hate each other. Yeah. It's another so documentary that I can't. I, I'm like, how wow. they hate each other and why it's yeah, so funny because it all the fights of what's gone on it's yeah the documentary when it's done well because you have a guy who drinks a lot in the band and gene simmons who doesn't drink at all and the one interview with ace freely <laughs> he is shit-faced and making a clown of himself and the daggers that gene simmons and gene simmons is fucking dressed as a demon which is hysterical too <laughs> tom schneider interview it's yes, on youtube it's ace freely is fucking Drunk off it's of his cringy. ass, and he keeps starting. He keeps laughing, through <gasps> interrupting the guy. But the the guy <laughs> that was inter- interviewing him, he was seeming to love it. He was laughing his ass and off, and they kept showing Gene Simmons, and he is so pissed off. And you can see the hate. You can <laughs> through see, makeup, yes, through makeup, you can see the hate. <laughs> and you had you had two people in the band that were really sober. Then you had other two that were you know fucking partying up, and that's it didn't, not going to work. It ain't gonna work, right? And and it didn't. And guess which two are gone yep the guys that were uh, drinking it up yeah pretty uh, entertaining stuff we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, yeah, but I always love those uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Ozzy Osbourne has a podcast that he's doing now with his family, and there's a few little tidbits coming out of that that are kind of interesting. He said that uh, he had Robin Williams come over to his house back in 2002 when Sharon was going through cancer, and Robin Williams got into bed with her and just told her jokes for like two hours. To cheer her up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm in bed. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine in bed with Robin Williams for two hours doing his act? No, I can't. I want to go. I don't know if that's going to help me. No. It's fucking. That would be. That's a lot. That is a lot, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that'd be uh, great or not. I saw uh, Britney Spears is now banned from the Four Seasons Hotel in Los Angeles for going topless in the pool. She's kind of making her own documentary right now living the life don't say don't say anything don't say anything let her go be topless (laughs) don't say any opinion that's not 100 i think she's building it right now whatever the britney spears story (laughs) is going to be one day she's she's making it happen right now so there's one little nugget after another that's coming out and you had to figure this was probably going to happen l king she performed hammered at the Grand Ole Opry on Friday night for Dolly Parton's birthday tribute. And you're right, I saw uh, Dolly's sister was calling Elle a spoiled brat. She went in hard, and she could not say, oh, it's going to be my last tweet, and then 10 minutes later, and the other thing about that. L. <laughs> <laughs> King's show for Friday night in Fort Worth has been postponed until September. I don't know if L. King's even made a statement, because I was no, looking for it yesterday, and I don't think that's the right move. I think she should come out with one. Yeah, I told you it's probably a shut down type situation with L. King after that on Friday night. Just for it's, it's not a matter of being drunk on stage. It's where you did it. 
how you did it and to whom you did it. Yes. And this is we have to go into massive damage control. And she's got people when I got to meet her backstage, she's got uh, basically an attendant that I was talking to her uh, because I said, you know, we're you know, what's what's life like? What do you do? And she's like, well, I'm always traveling with Elle. And she was she would get Elle drinks. She would make sure she had the outfits laid out. She would just walk her through that. So uh, that was my thought thinking, boy, that poor girl must be tired because it was a lot. The, the right move would be her immediately going into rehab, making that the big PR statement, her going into rehab, her doing the work, and then yeah. everyone, that kind of, then, then hug the cactus, yeah. say I was and wrong. There's so many, you go all the way back to classic country, and it was all about, I, I think it was Hank Williams that almost drank himself to death. I think that was kind of his thing and yeah boozing and all that stuff hard living you know, johnny cash all that kind of stuff is it's, it's, I mean, so they would understand it but you're right she has do. to go on the rehabilitation tour and i think that's the first step postponing the show till september that's telling me that they probably have l in rehab right now i think that i think the more the, the drinking and all i saw people saying well they wouldn't get mad at a, a man who was drink I, that's not what it was it was the they saw it as i think people would have been fine with her being drunk i think they would been fine with her swearing a little bit mm. they thought the whole thing was sad and disrespectful at the Grand Ole Opry, it's like sacred ground. Well, but the thing you got to keep in mind too with that—that that is broadcast on AM radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the big. That's the element of when you perform at the Opry, you know you can't swear. That's the the first thing. It's on AM, so it's old fuckers, <laughs> and you can't even call them old fuckers, right? But old fuckers that respect and love. Country, that, that type of entertainment, and the, yes, and the whole institution. Do. What I, you do? I know the country crowd's got the oh, we drink and we say fuck every now and then. But I mean, I, to your point, that that Grand Ole Opry kind of audience and just the the respect for that, they're wholesome people. Many yeah. pearls rolling over in her grave. <laughs> they are wholesome right. people. No, absolutely, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't go because I mean, keep in mind, it's it's beamed to small towns in the south. Right. That's who's listening to that on the AM. They're and not- they don't want to hear that kind of crap coming no. out of L. King. Also, no. people don't like to see people who are younger, not respecting. Right. Especially country. That genre is all about paying respect to your elderly and it's, talking it's about the tough, ones that came before you. It's a tough genre to get into because, yeah, they do. They they look for frauds and phonies. And look, L. King came from alternative. She was more rock and then somehow kind of slid into it. It looked like they were starting to accept her, and then she does that. So, yeah, where her career is after this whole thing, who knows? She takes the right move. She'll be okay, but I think. But, yeah, I was definitely a strike against her. There's uh, some other stuff uh, behind the scenes music that I find to be fascinating. The behind the scenes of We Are the World, they're kind of breaking it all down. I had seen today as they were talking about now people saying how it all came together. Apparently, Prince was invited to be a part of it. And you think about it. I mean, how big was he in 1984? He requested a room for himself to do a guitar solo. That's what he wanted to do on it. And they apparently wouldn't give it to him. He was asked by his drummer, Sheila E., who was asked by the producer. And she said, I don't think Prince would do it because there's so many people. Prince didn't like being in a room with a lot of people. And that's what it was. So he wasn't down with that. When they I, wouldn't, I get it. When they wouldn't give him his own studio, he was like, nah, fuck that. So they gave his part to Huey Lewis. When you see huh. what Huey Lewis sang, that should have been Prince singing that part. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, rather interesting. And Madonna was just popping at the time, and they were making a case 
to try to get Madonna. But the producer who put it all together, he's like, who is this? I don't even know. She's got like one song because I guess Like a Virgin hadn't really hit yet. Oh, wow. And, you know, because keep in mind, that was 1984 when they were putting this together. And he's like, nah, let's Cindy Lauper go with her. So and it was awesome. Yeah, so the Cindy Lauper part would have been Madonna's part had they had made a different call. It was the right call to keep Cindy Lauper. There's a thing on YouTube where mm. it shows Cindy Lauper working out her parts. First of all, Cindy Lauper's adorable. I love her. Yeah. And personality. so unique with and, that voice and how she hits those notes in that song. And extremely talented. And at one point, she was a major force in the music industry. I mean, oh, no people doubt. still talk yeah, about yeah, her as a legend. 83 to 84, yeah, the she-bop and all that. She, uh, but Huge. It, it's uh, that part time after time on YouTube. It's very fun to watch and to see how they worked all that out. It's very cool. Yeah, no, it really is. And then I saw that uh, Lionel Richie, they were asking him saying, hey, what if they did a We Are the World today? There are still global issues you could do. And he said that he did not think that it would work because the artists today, too many of them sound the same. They did it. We Are the World, too. They and, did. And it, it was... That was, what, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, about mm -hmm. that, yes. He's saying today, if and I guess he's talking about, what, Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa? Who else would you be talking about that would be the current hot artist? Do you agree with that, that everybody sounds the same and you wouldn't have the voice distinctions? like what you, I mean, you did have, because you had Bruce Springsteen and Michael Jackson, and you had a lot of different sounding voices. You could tell who is who in the original We Are The World. He might be meaning that the songs... Hey, look, man, they are. The, the the song structures and chords are pretty much the same on pop music. They're about four chords, and they don't yeah. really interchange too much. And He might be saying I that. I think his critique is that they're all trying to sound the same. Yeah. yeah. We live in the time of the American Idol polished voice. Your Tom yeah. Petty's and all that. Well, you look at dance especially. How many dance songs have they just thrown in? Hey, let's go find a girl that sounds like a girl. How many hot dance songs have had that happen where you've had a EDM DJ who's got that pop hit and it's that replaceable female voice? I can't ever name them. I hear those songs. I'm like, yeah, I know the song, but I don't know the girl who sang on it. To, to back up what Lionel Richie says, I do know what he means by there's just a lot of similar shit that uh -huh. you've heard it before. And it might be different and it might have a different little guitar twang or a different hip hop beat behind it, but it's... It's kind of like the one that came out last month. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, okay. Us old people know what, what yeah. <laughs> you got it. Okay. But to your point, yes, there are enough unique voices for a We Are the World to where you, would, you could absolutely do it. Two other big trends in music going on right now, the residency and playing albums in full. I saw The Killers have announced they're going to do a Las Vegas residency, which is kind of cool. That's their hometown anyway. Oh, perfect. And they're going to be playing the whole album Hot Fuss in full, which is the one they launched with. It's Smile Like You Mean It. It's Mr. Uh, Brightside. You love them, right? I do love them. And I, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it, to, I'm not a huge gambler. And all the things in Vegas, it's not overly appealing to me. But that. But going there and having shows to go to, to that nature, 
And I, you start to think about all the residencies that are going on now. There's you know, a lot. Brittany had one, Celine. I mean, you know, so many people have those residencies. Now going and checking out two to three or four concerts from which, legendary artists would be kind of cool. Do they say which venue they're going to be at? It did not, no. Do you like that idea and concept where, let's say you've got a major artist, mm-hmm. and I'll pick a John Mayer just because just he's got a lot of albums, and, and I like him, and he's doing a concert down here, but he's just doing all the songs from one album. Do you like that or I don't love that. Okay, well it it depends upon the artist and I'll name a few where I would. Like U2 is playing The Sphere in Vegas doing a residency there. Their Octung Baby, I love that album and I think every song on it is great. And I would if they were doing that, I would go and see them perform that. The Killers doing Hot Fuss every song. Pretty much I think every song on there is really cool. And so I would go and see that. So it's it's a case by case. It's rare. There's not many albums that I would say I could probably count all the ones I want to see on one hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. There's only a few few situations where I'd go. I'd love to see the whole album live, and that. It, but it, it's such a rarity situation, in my opinion. But the stuff that gins me up at a concert is kind of the same thing. Why I like a Royal Rumble. You don't know what's gonna what's gonna <laughs> happen. Who's coming out next? What song's gonna be played next? I love the surprise. The element of surprise is fucking part of the the concert experience. The yeah. Royal Rumbles that wrestling stuff right, that yeah. him and Panda love. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe it. Well, you it. have 40 dudes in the ring, but it starts off with two, and then every 20 seconds or 10 seconds, somebody else oh my gosh, it's Kevin Austin. Holy shit, he's going in on the bird. <laughs> then te- 10 seconds later, oh shit, it's Pink's train. Daddies. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like the cool. element of surprise. Yeah, you like that. See, I had thought that the era of listening to a whole album was kind of over because how easy it is to get singles and how they're played with streaming and all that. I talked to my daughter and she's a big fan of SZA and she says, I just listened to that whole album over and over again. And so, you know, there might be some appeal to that, that it, it sounds like artists are creating so many songs and maybe they got so many writers or whatever, but they're just creating massive amounts of songs and chopping it down to 13 best and cranking it out. So maybe there are people that still love listening to whole album. I can't tell you the last time I listened to an artist's entire album. Yeah, probably well, decades because it's not designed that way anymore. Back and when, that's why I thought it was over. But yeah, listen to her talk about SZA. Yeah, look, man. Anyway, anytime anyone says something's completely over, what is old mm-hmm. is new again, man. It, 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 you can never say something's truly gone. Especially when you're talking about the arts like that. People, you know, you, you got to... But there are some things that I think technology has killed or at least put on life support. And I thought that listening to the whole album was one of those type things. And and maybe it's not because she talked about the new Drake album. She listens to that whole thing all the way through. Well, if an artist got 10 to 12 banger songs on an album, yeah. you're listening to that whole fucking album. Yeah, and I guess if you just really love their style. Like, SZA is really cool. If you are in a mood... And I see so many playlists on Spotify now are based on moods. It's not even genres anymore. If you want to have chill Saturday morning, I got a cup of coffee and I'm looking at the ocean, then it's a playlist. You know? And so you could have every different genre of music in that if it fits a vibe. If you like f- discovering music and with a great sound it's live and i think i've talked mm. about it before it's called tiny desk with the mpr yeah, channel absolutely i've yeah. discovered so many artists from that people i never would have known you put that on just on shuffle and, and let it just or, or it. on autoplay the tiny desk concerts it's, by, they're what, so good whoever yeah. does the sound engineering uh-huh. on that deserves 
There's nothing I love more than finding a new amazing song to be like, how did I not find this? Yeah, it's just, it's very cool. Yeah, it really is. I love doing that. Uh, If you love your music, uh, Grammy Awards, that's all about music. February 4th, going to be in Los Angeles. Just added to the list of performers, one Billy Joel. Whoa. In fact, uh, he's kind of really the only one that's not nominated for a Grammy because the other performers pretty much are Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Travis Scott, Luke Combs. So it's kind of cool he's going to be in there. And, you know, he's got that new song coming out. Too. I am. I, I can't even believe it's happening. I, the fact I've been <laughs> right. waiting for him to do a it's new song. Since and it's so sleepy and slow, just like you like it. Yeah, I just. It's everything. I just I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. I uh, got an email here from Kathy. She said, I watched an Adam Sandler movie from 2012 called That's My Boy over the weekend. It was uh, both funny and terrible. Okay. <laughs> and she said, Vanilla Ice was in the last half. I never knew he made a movie with Adam Sandler. You need to talk to him about it next time he's on the show, unless you've already done so. Yeah, I think we mentioned that. Yeah, he and Adam Sandler are friends in real life. Adam had him in that movie, and then he's been in a few adam sandler movies and then yep. i know they they'll hang out because uh, adam's got a house in boca and so they'll meet up every now and then do we lunch in- or whatever we interviewed ice when that was going on about that yeah right so yeah so they are it's it's kind of cool they do hang and you know i know adam sandler was picked for likable celebrities and he sounds like he is just that dude down to earth and cool awesome. with everybody yeah sandler yeah. I've heard so many stories about how cool that guy I'm not is. Heard a, I'm not <laughs> once ever heard a bad story of Adam Sandler being a pretentious dickhead. My buddy was in Vegas and said that Adam Sandler sat down at the table in a hockey jersey with a, drinking a yeah. beer out of a can and was just sitting with everybody just talking and being cool. Aw. That's yeah. his That's his style. He puts on, I mean, his, he, he wears dad clothes. Yeah. He just, he's like, this is me, man. Well, how can you give a fuck if you're Adam Sandler? I mean, right. you've gone to the... <laughs> he is what he is, Dude, and I, I think he's fantastic. He doesn't put on any airs at all. You know, he's got money and cred and all you, that kind of stuff. You but. are right. You do not hear no. bad stories about Adam Sandler. And, and, and if you do, I don't know any of them. Yeah. Did you Never know? Never once. I mean, he is so at the top of the mountain. It's for, well, you know how you just hear, oh, that person's a jerk, or oh my gosh, Bill Murray did this, or no. blah, blah. I've no, never heard one, none of that one. about Adam all Sandler. All the stories are like, oh yeah, I was in a bar and he bought us drinks, we were just hanging that. out, or I was at a poker table and he sat down like a normal guy. Yeah. Someone's going to send me an article where nine <laughs> actors call him a dick face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, living that, he's living that life, yeah. Uh, the guys I live with in New York uh, live with him in a quad, and they they said he was cool. They said he was weird, but he was. I think cool. he's weird. Yeah, I think he's a goofball, yeah. though. I think he's not. He's just that was it. Yeah. yeah, they said he did weird stuff, but yeah, he went to NYU a little bit uh, around the Saturday Night Live days, right before he hit it. It's kind of hard to not love Adam Sandler, or at least I like agree. him. I agree, absolutely. Um, got uh, interesting little perspective here from uh, Cynthia. She said, um, talking about uh, iconic time in Fort Lauderdale. The Fort Lickerdale Strip, she said, yeah, in the mid-80s. And, I mean, imagine if this was today and we were doing a radio show. We would definitely be commenting about it. Look how packed the Strip is there in Fort Lauderdale. That would be, right, you know, kind of like where the elbow room yeah. is. Yeah. If you're reporting on it, would it be at that motherfucker hosting and a wet t-shirt if you're contest? Only, <laughs> if you're only listening right now, it's insane. Thousands of people 
cars on there that are not moving. Well, that's, I've, I've never seen it like that. That's what it was reported in 85. And we were just a little bit too young to be going off to spring break in 85. Mm. But it was on my radar. And even in 85, I was like, damn, Fort Lauderdale is amazing. Well, it was yeah. a big genre, too. I, I remember being a little kid, always seeing spring break type of comedy movies. They were very yeah, big. Yeah, it was. Spring yeah. break really it had came, a It a came thing. alive. Yeah, it came alive. And I think they, I don't know how long the run was. And yeah, we still have spring break, and you got you know things, but it, it, it sounds like it was like five to ten years. Yes. There was a run where spring break was mad, and then Fort Lauderdale was just like, all right, enough is enough. And uh, you still have it, but not. Yeah. it doesn't look like that. But but there, there was a I don't know a a gusto uh, a special or magic by that had some all heat, the South Florida had some yeah. heat behind well, that it. was the Miami Vice era too. You know, I think that I was... went. I tried to go in like 92, 93, one of those years. Okay. Because everybody was always talking about how cool Fort Lauderdale spring break <laughs> was. So me and some of my dumb friends from Louisiana, we drove from New Orleans to Fort Lauderdale. And we were like, where's all the party? They had shut it yeah, down. Right. Yeah, they did. They, they yeah. came in. They cleaned it up. They decided that well, spring I mean, break wasn't going to be their thing. That's insane. I, I mean, that's, you look at that, and there just has to be all kinds oh, of... It looks awesome. <laughs> it looks so 1985 awesome. It just it looks does. amazing. It, it does. does. But when the, when the sun goes down, there's all kinds of just violence and sex crimes and... Everything else. In fact, uh, well, Cynthia, I kind of ruined the party. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry. Thanks is. for taking the fun Fuck. out of our spring break 85. That's what happened. talking about hosting wet t-shirt contest. He's talking about, oh, that's all Sex crimes, baby. Damn. That's where it goes. Cynthia said, as a freshman in high school, I lived on Los Olas, and I wasn't even allowed to cross over the Los Olas Bridge. My wow. mom, we, everybody was just afraid of everything going on over I'm there. sure of For it. years, yeah. Well, like Kevin said, sex crimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- there had to be something that got to the point where they because sh- I mean, that right there looks awesome, and people are spending money and having a great time. It just looks like a flourishing town. It looks amazing. <laughs> it does. It looks amazing. You're like, oh, why would you get rid of that? Well, they got rid of it, and and yeah. we didn't get the memo because we were dumb from Louisiana. We were like, oh, we think we're rolling up to Fort Lauderdale, 1985, and it was not. There, it was so lame. There's definitely a there's definitely somebody in that picture with the nickname Chugs because all he does <laughs> is chug beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, not to say everything was perfect, but what I do not remember is shootings, parking meters, massive crowd control, beatings, celebrities, or politics. It was a place to go where everybody was drinking, smoking, and having an enjoyable spring break. Until nightfall. And then that's when the sex crimes happen. Jeez, <laughs> yes. what a ride you just took us on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Tosses and turns. Uh, Danielle, she's looking for staycation slash baby moon suggestions. My husband and I are looking for suggestions for what will be a last-minute weekend baby moon in March. I'm doing April because it's so last-minute. We want to stay relatively local. We live in Palm Beach County but are willing to travel to the Keys or up north. I guess since I won't be able to do too many physical activities or partying, we're looking for a pretty chill, romantic weekend. Any suggestions? Yeah, I will tell you, and you know more about this, Virginia. The one time I, I took love a, a staycation, the time I took a chill, relaxing weekend. There's a couple, but we did one in Vero Beach, which was awesome. And we were at a little resort right on the ocean, right next to where the strip is, where you can go there and go to the Mulligans and 
all that place. Vero's a cool town for that. Costa de Este is um, mm-hmm. the Estefan's place up there. Gloria and Emilio Estefan's place. That's real nice. Uh, my friends from Ocean Properties, they did the Hutchinson Shores Resort remodel. Yeah. That place is amazing. The food, the restaurant, the decor, the pools, the, the everything, the rooms. It yeah. really is nice. So that would, without knowing uh, everything extensively, but if you want quiet and chill and romantic, that's where I would go. Because I think you'll get more bang for your buck as well. I agree. If you want chill, quiet, romantic, go north. Mm. PGA National, they did a wonderful revamp of their restaurants. Their uh, formerly I-Bar space is now so nice. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful staycation. And then you have a bunch of stuff you can do to spa. They got tennis. They got all kinds of fun. Multiple. Yeah. Uh, Crystal had said, too, uh, West Coast, don't uh, sleep on that. Bonita Springs, Anna Maria Island, they do have some uh, nice places. I don't know how far you want to drive, but if you're willing to go to the Keys, then, yeah, you can. Even, like, the Sarasota area, Lido Beach and some of those little spots, we had had really good times on. it. It's very chill and awesome. You won't be overwhelmed with that Fort Lauderdale scene that we just saw. No sex crimes after dark. I gotta say, I'm looking at that picture a lot differently now. I was all jacked up about it, but now I'm kind of torn up. You're looking at the picture all happy until you realize you're looking at eight different sex crimes. Oh, just yeah. in I, I, just, I encircle a hundred people right there, <laughs> oh victims God. of sex crimes. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely. So, just a few ideas there for you. All right. Well, if you got anything, want to get a little perspective on? Appreciate all your emails. Mail at kbjshow.com. Got a big old weekend. Got to be starting tomorrow right here. We'll see you here and then. Goodbye.